to organize work in a form that's much more fun and gives people much more choices, diverse people. What we experience right now is just the beginning. It is. It will be so different. Welcome to Reaching Your Goals. My name is Hannah Herbst and I'm a certified leadership and career coach and a management consultant with an MBA from NYU Stern School of Business. Reaching Your Goals is a career-focused podcast where I sit down with inspiring individuals to find out what it takes to reach your goals. We will talk about anything from knowing yourself and leading with purpose to growing your self-confidence or becoming more productive whatever it takes to get one step closer to living a fulfilled professional life. My mission is simple, to inspire you to reach your goals, lead with kindness and have some fun along the way. I'm here today with Professor Dr. Heike Proch. Heike is a professor of leadership at the University of St. Gallen in Switzerland, where she is also the director of the Institute for Leadership and Human Resources Management. Her research interests include energy and speed in organizations, inspiring leadership, new work transformation, and leader self-leadership. She's also a passionate speaker and advises top managers of international organizations on leadership and culture transformation. Heike and I met years ago at a business conference in Madrid in Spain, where Heike was one of the keynote speakers. She left such an energetic and powerful impression that I just had to ask her to join me on the show. I'm very much looking forward to learning more about new work transformation and how to manage energy in a work context. Welcome, Heike. It's a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing today? Yeah, thank you. I'm fine, Hannah. Looking forward to, to the interview. And yeah, I'm good. Perfect. And to get things started, I would like to ask you a few, a few rapid fire questions, short questions, short answers. When I looked at your LinkedIn profile, I noticed that you have a piece of artwork in the background. Do you paint yourself? The painting is Gerhard Richter. And that's a okay. painting yeah. <laughs> that we own in the university, so <laughs> that's why I chose it. Okay, okay, okay. I was wondering if there's a secret hobby on your end. In your recent leadership publication, you were mentioning a collaboration with Porsche. Um, what is your favorite car? Oh, I'm, I'm afraid that's not my, my, my topic. <laughs> <laughs> I like the research with Porsche, that's wonderful, but I don't, simply don't have a favorite car. Maybe like me, I only have a bicycle. What gives you energy? A lot of things. I'm an energetic person in general, and I'm fascinated by different, different things. I mean, my family or sports. I swim every day. We are fans of uh, FC Bayern Munich and FC St. Gallen. And my work. My work energizes me very much. You swim every day? That's so impressive. Yeah, not big performance <laughs> here, but I like it. It helps me also to, to think and feel good and find time for myself. Love it. Like, like myself, you're German living in Switzerland. Is there anything in Switzerland that you miss about Germany? Yeah, I'm from Berlin. <laughs> that, that, that says everything, right? 
It does. It does. It's not any details when I say Berlin. I mean the whole package of uh, of Berlin. Therefore, I don't describe it more. It's my hometown, my favorite town, and uh, I um, I miss Berlin and the spirit there. And what is your favorite social media platform? Um, I use LinkedIn. I mean, it's a professional platform. I'm I'm into LinkedIn. Who is one of your role models? Oh, very different. Very different role models. I have different role models for very different purposes here. I can't describe one famous role model. That's not the way I, I deal with role models. Mm -hmm. And what is the most important quality in a leader? Traditionally, I would have said being able to inspire people. But I mean, those days now, the way to protect people and and help them to, to stay healthy and so to manage their, their emotion in, in terms of good things and mm -hmm. good positive emotions, but also to buffer negative ones and protect people. I hear a lot of caring there. Mm -hmm. What does a fulfilled professional life mean to you? Doing one's personal purpose, I think, is very important to, to make a difference have an impact on, on issues that that are personally important and hopefully also important for others or the society. How would your students describe you in one word? Maybe energetic, but I don't know. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Passionate about teaching. And last question for the rapid fire. What is the best advice you've been offered in your personal or professional life? When I came to Switzerland, uh, someone gave me a, the advice to to stay who I am, but at the same time not to overwhelm people with my outgoing nature, my Berlinish <laughs> nature. <laughs> that was a, that was a very helpful one, and I think I I stayed very much who I am. But I'm aware that this is very direct, very open, very embracing and, and emotional. And sometimes it's uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, puzzling people or uh, yeah, it's, it's not so typical in, in Switzerland. I, no. uh, I think in other, in other cultures, in other cultures, yeah, I feel that the others are more energetic and outgoing and embracing. But I like it. I like it to, to be here and to also to be aware that sometimes all oh, different diversity is, is in this sense uh, also around. And with that, let's jump in. I'm ready to learn more about you. What are the key milestones that led you to where you are today? I was always driven by, by curiosity and never career oriented in a narrow sense therefore I was very much guided by by the experience that I made so experiencing that I that I enjoy doing what I'm doing or that I'm curious I want to find out more about leadership and and organizations and then there were two particular personal events that really made a difference when I was a doctoral student I was particularly fascinated by the work of Rolf Wunderer, mm -hmm. who is one of the most renowned leadership researchers in the, in the German-speaking world and worked in St. Gallen. I didn't know about St. Gallen. I didn't know where he was. I only knew I wanted to work with this man. 
So uh, all kind of things led me then to St. Gallen uh, via this interest in, uh, in working with Rolf Wunderer, who's my predecessor. And then something similar happened with much more luck involved and somehow surprising incidences. I was fascinated by Sumantra Goshal. I didn't even know whether it's a woman or a man and where he he sits. And he's a very he was a very, very gifted management thinker from India, based in London. So Somehow the, I had more luck than I can even could have dreamt to have. So this inner desire to work with this man led me to, to London and opened this international world. And Samantha was very spiritual, but at the same time, very analytical and, and outstandingly intelligent, smart uh, yeah, thinker, researcher, and uh, but he came from management research, and I came from psychology and from these emotional parts, which were completely different for him and and fascinating for him. And I worked almost exclusively with him for six years. Um, wow! Yes, unfortunately, he he passed away, but that changed my my way of working, seeing the world, working, and then as one one of the big mentors that transformed me and my my way of working. And I still build a lot on the work that we have done at the time in London first, and then I moved here. I my was hired by University of St. Gallen when my predecessor stepped down. So I, there, that were some very personal milestones that uh, looked like career milestones or career steps, but yes. uh, were far more than that. Yeah. Since then I'm here. I'm here in St. Yeah. Gallen and that's my favorite university on earth. And the love is growing even, huh? So that's uh, since nice. 20 years I'm professor here, but I always reinvent myself and then keep on being curious and, and trying to to find out things that really can make a difference. Certainly it's not the right time to get tired or something to stop searching because our leadership topics and become not only more important, but people perceive it as more more urgent to continue in, in, in my research before I got this inner call and <laughs> wanted to work with Rolf Wunderer and came to St. Gallen. But it was not this career-oriented decision, more this guided to passion, to people that inspired me and somehow a little bit distrust it will all turn out to be good. And you mentioned a number of times your curiosity for different topics. What are you curious about these days? You mentioned already I'm working with on, on energy, on emotions in organizations. Uh, I'm a leadership professor, so it's always about hey, how to energize people, how to influence the energy in entire organizations. And we have started in around 2016, so in the sixth, seventh year, we are now with the topic of new work and culture, this shift in the way, uh, world of working. And now when you combine this, it's getting much more intense and urgent and, and important for, for leaders because they personally struggle 
a lot with the complexity, with the shift, with the emotions in organizations, not only the emotions that they find in, in people, in their teams, but also with themselves. Another topic is speed in organizations. We have looked at it for, for years and we always measured. I'm a numbers person. I love soft factors, but I always want to measure them and find some big data patterns in it and do some analytics here and we're interested in this before we got this boost before the big turbo came and since corona since the multiple crisis that we go through here in different dimensions of our lives the topics are not new i'm not jumping on certain topics or or that just for a certain moment um but combining them, looking at the health on the on the on the passion of people in these difficult times, on integrating different generations, especially the youth, the, the, the Gen Z here, avoiding conflicts and call it corrosive energy here. It's coming together in, in it, and we help researcher, but we also help companies to develop a new culture, leadership culture, to really systematically and authentically improve their employer branding. And you said initially that this is becoming more urgent and that managers are struggling. Why the urgency now? The urgency comes from the sheer need to, to attract and retain people. And, I mean, we have always seen the demographic shift and this war for talent as was already, uh, from a conceptual view, known since, since years and more than a decade. This is a topic here. Yes. But now we have this, this enormous shift that came with the pandemic almost overnight in an intensified and tangible form and not only the, the talents in the in the almost elitarian sense are missing we just miss people scarcity of stuff in in different jobs job groups here and you see that in certain sectors that are particularly prominent like in the health sector for example here but you also see that in, in schools, of course, you see that in, in companies, IT or digital comp competent people are scarce already for, for a long time. It's not only a cognitive thing to say, okay, we will run out of people and we need to be a better uh, employer. Then we have the Gen Z now entering companies and they have a completely different notion of what does work involved and what am I ready to do here? It's a very hot topic but uh, not one we can solve with an easy shot. It, it's really a cultural cultural thing and for existing managers and, and leaders a really a very tangible short-term challenge that is stressful. In the company cultures what needs to change there? I mean the big mega trends that brought us into this really this need to to, to transform the way we work are, on the one hand, this enormously increased speed driven to technology and this digital transformation in it, uh, affecting everything a company does uh, with the business model and the, the, the customer interfaces, but also internal processes and undividedly linked to this increased need for speed. 
So we need to organize works so that we are much, much more faster, flexible, innovative, agile here. And the second driver is this demographic change uh, so that we need to organize work in a form that's much more fun and gives people much more choices, diverse people. What we experience right now is just the beginning. It is. It will be so different because both mega trends, especially the demographic change, has has just begun. Companies are will be forced to change fundamentally, but. I see it as a huge opportunity and we should have the courage, but also take time and, and um, do this change with, with an opportunity-driven mindset. And, and you said in the culture change that work should be more fun. What makes work fun for people in general? New ways of working mean that we give people much more choices. Choices where mm -hmm. to work, when to work, how to work, how to communicate and that. So it should be a world of work that meets the individual needs uh, here. That's one thing. Another, um, another aspect should be that people experience that they can make a difference, that they can pursue a certain purpose, that they feel inspired. It is not just that there are people who, who should execute a certain task and, and have it as a job huh, in it. I think with the technological trends, with artificial intelligence or, or the robotics or other technologies that uh, offer fantastic opportunities for standardization, automatization, and I think we will need an emotional shift to say, hey, what is really the human strengths and that's around creativity it's about generating something new innovative innovation human interaction in it so and that should have a much bigger share of, of people's work huh? this uh, unique human uh, yeah strengths strengths and potential And I read your recent article on the multidimensional leadership. And is that then the leadership style um, leaders should apply to really drive more fun and motivation and inspiration at work? Or how is that linked? Oh my goodness, that's a big step now. Huh? I was not aware that you are so well prepared. Huh? Super, Hannah. <laughs> I think, yes, going forward, this model is called inspirational multimodular leadership sounds a little bit whew, difficult now but uh, it has two elements that we combine the one is we say every kind of leadership no matter where and when in, in which context should be inspirational to explain the why to show the bigger purpose to appreciate people to to involve them in an emotional form that otherwise we don't need so much management or just command control activities here that I think in a less hierarchical context and with a lot of automation or technological support, I think the key task is, is really to inspire people and purpose-centered form of leading people. So that's one element. And then second observation is that we that we see that the spectrum of what leadership involves in those days in here is, is much bigger than it used to be in the past. On the one hand, we, we, we need to be 
much more innovative. We need to empower much more. We need to let go, support shared leadership, agile work, collaboration, things like that. That is, especially here in our cultural and economic region, here one thing that we need to strengthen much more, huh? courage, innovation, testing things, experimenting, failure, things like this. And, and that's also seen as something, hey, this is modern leadership. Yeah. What some concepts or yeah, also some companies underestimate is at the same time, uh, traditional tasks and targets stay and also become much more challenging. And that is fostering precision, quality, efficiency, all this. Hmm. In, in most companies, we'll have to cover the spectrum between innovation, disruption, exploration on the one hand, and execution, precision, efficiency on the other hand. Instead of mixing all this, yes. we suggest to really systematically distinct different modes, namely the exploration mode and the execution mode. And in the exploration mode, we have always inspiring exploration, ex inspiring empower, empowering a form of leadership. So we, we have the courage to let go, to experiment, to foster creativity, to allow failure in it versus the inspiring or target-oriented form of leadership is a different mode. When we execute, when we have to look for precision, avoid failure and have the discipline to really, really maximize really the effect output. And we can't combine both at the same time. You mentioned the work that we did with Porsche Motorsport. There we developed this concept over years together in it. And there you can see the different worlds. The execution is here, the racetrack. Well, huh? it's about speed, efficiency, precision. Okay, get faster than that. Yes, exactly. And the way of leading here is a very different one compared to the R&D and the development of the new cars and the innovation that you have to do there. And both are very different. Both need different leadership, but also collaboration in the teams, but always in an inspiring form because all of them want to win the cup or the, at the time it was Limo, primarily here. And, and this switch between the exploration mode and the implementation mode, is that a conscious thing or does that happen even subconsciously depending on the situation? At the beginning, it's, it's maybe much more conscious and, and maybe not so automated with the time it could it should become part of the culture and not only individual leadership behavior should should more or less be automated and more or less routinized in in these modes but also like the collaboration because that is very very important that the teams also aware in which mode are we operating ah, okay that was uh, is the outcome of the culture work that we have done in several companies that they said hey it's not only important that you have a spectrum and vary your leadership behavior it is very important to let us know in which mode We are operating. If you are, give us a certain task or invite us to develop a certain concept, 
Do you expect that it should be perfect and in, without any mistake, or are you aiming for a certain prototype? And all, of course, you start with exploration mode, and everybody should be in that creative mode and experimenting mode. But then there's a moment when you say, now we switch to execution. But it's very important that this is orchestrated and people are aware now it is now is not just testing everything, questioning everything, or oh, I have another new fundamental idea where we could go. But hey, now we go in execution. Have we decided is this the right way to go? And then it's uh, important that it's not only the leadership, but it's aligned with the team activity. And you mentioned for both styles, inspiration plays a significant role. If somebody now wants to become more inspirational themselves, how could they do that? On the one hand, it's about inspiring, inspiring for some emotional, bigger purposes. Here, that's, that's, I think, very, very important that people really see the bigger picture and get emotionally involved. In addition to that, this involving them actively, letting them explore themselves, also helping them to, to, to make personal experiences. Sometimes they cannot imagine what new work means or something. Okay, why don't you visit other companies? Why don't you talk to other people? Why, why don't you, you know, just scout, scout out huh? what, what the other world offers here? Huh? And because it's, it's sometimes really difficult to when you are in your in your more routine centered setting to come up with some emotional spark but when you when you really really see other worlds also take action like you know, on a holiday when you travel to other other worlds and other countries here it's of course through this personal experience you you get very emotional you get very inspired That is also very helpful for, for supporting creativity and, yeah, really this emotional access to, to, to the topic that uh, it's very important here. And uh, when you travel together or you explore and scout, uh, scout out together, I think that's a, uh, that is an additional source of creativity and inspiration. And maybe the third one I, I mentioned that we uh, work with these agents of young people, these next-gen agents here. It's also sometimes creating or fostering the creativity to have a very different perspective in it, huh? just to hear the perspective of others, to, to say, oh, okay, that's, that's the way you see it, that's the way you suggest that we go forward, that's different, I haven't thought about it. Huh? So uh, also other sources of inspiration. Wow. I feel the inspiration now. <laughs> and, and I know energy is also one of your key topics. And I mean, that is one thing that I remember about you is that you are this very, very energetic person. Is that why you found this topic or how did you come to work on energy? I brought my, my habilitation, I mean, which is this second form of PhD that we have in the traditional German speaking system to do uh, on action taking, purposeful action taking of, of, of managers and together with Samantha Goshal, my, my mentor in London, we found that there are two key drivers and that is personal energy and focus. 
so we, we did that research, we published, I did, got my, my habilitation based on, on this purposeful action taking and personal energy and focus. And then I realized, oh, is that maybe one, one interesting perspective, but there are others that can be added here. And so I got interested in more than the personal energy, but the collective energy and the contagion. Like in the football stadium, or you see the contagion of the energy there in the fan blocks uh, very vividly. So I wanted to understand uh, this one and, yeah, inspired to this individual uh, energy. And is the collective energy simply the sum of the individual energy? No. No. No, certainly not. That uh, that is very obvious in the football stadium. That if uh, you we have experienced that in the lockdown, huh? When we couldn't go <laughs> and not have that contagion. It it is really this group dynamics, the special spirit, and that is so interesting. And you have companies where people they come to work and and feel mildly motivated but then they enter the company and they are feel energized they feel enthused just because of the spirit and the energy that the companies have and sometimes you have the opposite they come in a highly motivated form individually and then they <laughs> enter the organization <laughs> and, and feel somehow neutralized or pulled down and we want to create these highly positive energized workplaces there and organizations there have measured this in more than 1,700 companies as a full wow. assessment already over the years. So we have benchmark data from more than a million respondents can benchmark by industry or also geography or org level here. So, uh, Yeah, and that's uh, that. that uh, so it is far more than the individual one, and therefore we need to also address it from a different perspective, looking at entire companies and looking at the culture in the organization or the general people experience that that people go through when they uh, work in the company or when they come. Huh? Yeah. And if I want to improve, say, the energy of my team, is there any quick fix, anything you can recommend? The concept that we develop has two elements. One is a kind of assessment, the diagnosis. And it's very important to know where does my team stand. And if you find out it doesn't have enough energy, then it is about mobilizing, looking at certain Where is the big why? Where can we make a contribution? Is there a challenge or is there a particular opportunity? We, we speak of playing the dragon if there's a threat or winning the princess if there's an opportunity. But this does only apply when I need more engagement and, and it's about energizing people, unleashing more productive energy. If you have another typical energy state and which applies at the moment to the majority of companies and teams, namely the acceleration trap, a kind of overheating, you should never mobilize more because people are already operating at the limits and, and feeling that it is too much. And here it is refocusing 
also strengthening people's perception of progress and, and success or celebrating success and and so more taking out because you don't want to foster the productive energy in this context. You rather need to strengthen the so-called comfortable energy. And for sustainable high performance, you need a combination of high productive energy, which is this high engagement, here pursuing a higher purpose, and comfortable energy, which means feeling good, liking it being in good shape and here for the acceleration trap it is more about this feeling it good being in good shape and not doing more more more, more here and, and there are then two more typical situations when you have high negative energy we call it corrosive energy you need a different strategy namely to really systematically stop corrosive energy stop this negativity, high intense action, but in a destructive form. And the, the last typical situation is when everything is fine. <laughs> it is just then the most challenging leadership task starts, namely maintaining energy, playing Champions League. <laughs> that is... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned that you liked football. FC Bayern and <laughs> different challenges. München, Bayern Munich has a different challenge than Zangal. Has <laughs> <laughs> a lot to do with the energy state. So staying, staying number one, keeping, keeping in that high performance mode despite of sustainable success or long term success is a very different energy challenge. That's a, one of the highest arts, and that means that you strengthen the proactive spirit, you strengthen leadership beyond your own leadership in the organization and this you orchestrate this desire to go higher and to, to really to pursue a certain purposes, purpose here. It's more systemic, mm -hmm. systemic approach here. So quick, yes, quick suggestion, yes, but always based on this good, understanding where where am I and we do that for entire companies but we have also developed this instrument called life which is an instant assessment of the energy of a team or of large groups you can have that also in, in a management summit but immediately you you can see it ah where is my organization or where's my team only then you can make a kind of quick fix here where would you find that assessment that you were just mentioning It's something that we offer as a service. You need to understand enough about this energy in order to interpret the results. We cannot just do it like a fever thermometer. And I have two more questions. Who else should I have on this show? Maybe Christoph Nettesheim, a former BCG partner who's now coaching top leaders and collaborating also with the University of St. Gallen. Oh, I will ask you for that introduction afterwards. Yeah. And for anybody who's interested to learn more about you, how can people stay in touch with you? I mean, they can read a lot about our work if they want, of course, or also be in personal touch, uh, ideally via, via LinkedIn. They can contact me. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, Hannah. Like, that Thank was, you. That was so, so, so interesting. And again, it's like you have so much energy. I love it. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you for having me, Hannah. Anytime, anytime. Thank you.
you enjoyed my conversation with Heike as much as I did. The one word that is stuck on my mind is urgency. And I'm curious to hear from you which leadership topic feels so urgent for you that you need to learn more about it. Just send me a note at hannahdelegate.com or tag me at delegate or reaching your goals podcast. And then I will see if I can include that in the show. And of course, if you enjoy the content of this show, please hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. This way, you will get the next episode next Tuesday in your inbox. With that, we are one step closer to reaching your goals. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.